0: Now listening to the Charity Church podcast. Well, hello once again. It's Pastor Marty and Tommy D. We are here with the post sermon podcast, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't on last week. I know I was on vacation, and the guy that does the magic to make it all happen was he was kind of with me, and so Tom. He was. I volunteered, and he said, get
1: your paws off my computer. Well, you could
0: have just recorded it on your cell phone. I could you know, have. and downloaded it somewhere and uploaded it to somewhere else. And... It would have been a train wreck <laughs> any, any way that I would have tried. All right. We'll let you off the hook then. Hey, but this is actually,
1: you know what? We came back, and maybe a little rusty from the vacation, because this is actually take two. <laughs>
0: it is yesterday. We recorded it, and I don't know what happened. And then when we played it back, it was in like fast forward. It sounded like chick- we sound like chipmunks. We like chipmunks yeah it was kind of fun it was a 20 minute podcast it was done in five minutes we so probably we had, would have had the most listeners ever <laughs> right so we're re-recording today so we hope it sounds fresh yesterday was amazing it was like the
1: best ever, best ever. <laughs> at least <laughs> you could only that's hear what it we're saying <laughs>
0: oh man oh uh, yeah but the week before um you had preached um a great message by the way thank it you it was fantastic I listened to it on my way back from my cruise. That's why you liked it, because you, you were in such a relaxed mm-hmm. mood. Well, I was on a cruise with six grandkids, two of which stayed in my room. Oh, man. And relax. So you need I, I'm not vacation. so sure that's what happened on my I, vacation. I did
1: see your son-in-law <laughs> said, how old is Baker? 18 months. Yeah. He said, uh, cruising with an 18-month-old <laughs> is not for the faint of heart.
0: <laughs> and he is so true so true but your message was fantastic on the uh the 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 sayings of jesus those Mm -hmm. final words on the on the cross and so um yeah those they they were just really really good thanks it
1: it um it wrecked me as i was studying just leading up to it familiar with the crucifixion familiar with everything that led up to the crucifixion but to really deep dive and just the really the historical aspect of it, um, and really how brutal it was. Um, it just wrecked me. And then for his very first words, after what he endured to look at the very people who did it to him Mm -hmm. and say, forgive them. Yeah. Um, and then the, the cool thing is then when you just continue to read scripture and even the account on the cross, that prayer that he prayed was answered. Mm -hmm. It was answered. at yeah. the Day of Pentecost, when Peter, you know he he preached, "You did this to Christ," and three thousand people gave their life to him. It was answered immediately with the thief on the cross when yeah. Jesus said, "Today, you will be with me in paradise." Um, then just the him modeling what you preach the the week right before that to take care of widows and orphans yeah. that's pure religion. He looks and takes care of his mom who was a widow, and it's just beautiful that he on the cross. And the worst moment of his life was became the best moment of our life, mm. and was teaching and modeling for us how we should live our lives. Yeah,
0: and, and you know, and, and as as he was taking on that that brutal punishment, he was not, you know, he even even in those moments, it wasn't about him. That's right. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. It was more about his heavenly father, and it was about those. For whom he was dying, That's you know, right. the the sacrifice that he was making. So Jesus was, was the suffering servant and we see it all the way through, through his death, burial and resurrection. Well, I, I think, you know, this is an old you know, saying, maybe somebody listening
1: has never heard this, but it really is true that it wasn't the nails that kept Jesus on the cross. It was love. Yeah. It was love for you and me because earlier in the gospel of John, he had said at any, nobody takes my life. Mm-hmm. And at any time I could call legions of angels Yeah, and they would come. He could have done that at any point, but he did. not Right. Which, so it was Jesus and his work on the cross that allows us to have salvation, to ha- to be in right standing with God, yeah. to have righteousness, which I thought your your message last week was a perfect kind of piggyback off of that, because how often do we do people
0: in general get that concept wrong? Absolutely, yeah, we 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 miss it all the time. I think that we know how we get in, you know, for the most part, we as Christians we know how we how we got there, but we often. Abandon that and and get into that self-righteousness. And so, yeah, this past week, we kicked off this new series on uh, artificial intelligence. And um, so, Tom, tell me, what is your extent of experience with artificial intelligence? Um, hey, Siri. and my
1: phone's responding right now yep (laughs) so uh yeah so sometimes at the gym i don't know what to work out and i'll ask siri to flip a coin yeah or if i'm doing a hospital visit and i want to know the fastest route without delays i'll put in maps that is the extent that's it that's all you got but can i just tell the audience listen i'm with marty every day through the week and um he wasn't just excited this past week for about a month. He's been a, like a kid on Christmas
0: Eve. He has been geeking out so much about this series. I'm just telling you, I've been playing around with this artificial intelligence and it is so powerful. I mean, You talk about being in the gym. If you use this, one of the artificial intelligence apps, you just say, Hey, I need a good workout today that's going to work my blah, 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 whatever parts. And it'll give you a full workout. Oh, I I need to do that. Just that quick. I mean, in in a matter of seconds. It's so powerful. And I've been toying around with it. And, you know, I shared a couple of examples on Sunday. Um, But as I was playing around with that and and thinking about my next series, I've been reading through the Gospels. and, And, you know, I was thinking, artificial intelligence, man, there's so many places in Scripture where jesus confronted artificial intelligence he he confronted people who thought they had some things figured out but in reality they were way off base
1: before we even get into that because there are so many examples i do like the fact that while people like me are freaked out by artificial intelligence or ai that you reassured all of us that ai has already been <laughs> <Was> defeated, defeated. <laughs> that was great that was great i didn't
0: know that would go over it was but fantastic it, 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 you know some got it some were like huh yeah <laughs> what's that all about but yeah yeah you know i don't think we have to worry about it no you know taking over the world or anything like that i mean it, there's always dangers with anything but they've been saying that for years when they built a computer that's what they were mm-hmm. saying and i guess we're moving closer to what they predicted and and feared but i don't have anything to fear as far as that goes you know i enjoy it i'm going to use it and understand where it can be abused um, as much as i possibly can but with that being said, we began looking at a story in the a parable, actually, uh, in Luke chapter 18, which I thought was a um, a great example of this. And uh, tell us what a parable is again. Yeah, the parable is um, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. My dad told me that years and years ago. Never forgotten it. I even reminded uh, him this morning that you know he. He was a great theologian in my life that, that's that right. helped me remember that. that uh, My dad never claimed, he'd often say, I'm no theologian. I'm no theologian. But he was so practical. Yeah. He taught Sunday school for us and learned so much under his teaching. Uh, but yeah, a, an earthly story, heavenly meaning that that's that's how uh, we can look at a parable to help us understand it.
1: And Jesus almost always taught him parables.
0: He loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we do too. I mean, we do. We use analogies all the time to help people understand that's what purpose of an illustration is you know yep. so
1: well and i think that you know w- when we're preaching there there, are, we always look for opportunities to to put a good story into the message because people can remember
0: the story oh yeah they'll remember they'll remember the stories and 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 the reason is a lot of pastors put more interest more uh um Emphasis. energy into their story than they do into the scripture. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And you know, just inside the information there, you gotta be careful. There about you go, that, Yeah. You know? Um, but so here we go. This, this, uh, you know, Jesus told this parable to those who trusted in themselves that they were listening, that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Mm-hmm. And you know, that, that, thinking that we're righteous, and then treating others with contempt. Those two go hand in hand. And Jesus is talking to a crowd of people. They're pretty guilty of that. Indeed. Well, righteousness and having contempt,
1: they don't go together. Yeah. Right? Right. So he sets it up great. You set, I love Marty used a, a new teaching tool this past week where he had a, a – <laughs> a blackboard where he was writing and your artistic abilities, man.
0: Listen, they're well, only going to get better from here. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can only get better from here. <laughs> That's, uh, But it was such a good visual because it did stay on the stage. And even as your slides were moving on the TV, what you had written out about contempt was so good. Mm-hmm. And so um, he's speaking to this crowd. He's going to tell this parable about a Pharisee, the religious leader, And a tax collector who was the worst of the worst. Right. And I don't think people a lot of times realize how outcast tax collectors were. No. Uh, Even sinners. Sinners would say, do not put us in the same category as a tax collector. I might be a wretched sinner.
0: Yeah. But man, I'm not like them. Yeah. When you make your list of worst people, you know, we have our list. Right. You know, but, but back then... The tax collector was the bottom of the barrel. And the reason is, is because the Jews knew that they were really one of them, but they were working for the Roman government, collecting taxes and collecting more taxes than they should so they could pad pad their pockets. Yeah, they were traitors. Yeah. They They were the bottom of the barrel. But if you were in that crowd
1: and he starts telling this story about a religious leader and the worst of the worst, you have in your mind who the hero of the story is going to be. Yeah surely
0: the religious leader is going to be the hero and why would they think that because he knew scripture that's right i mean he was the authority on scripture he had knowledge mm-hmm. he actually had a pretty good outward performance yeah, it too works. Yeah. yeah when you just look at this guy you go man he is the guy that i want to be mm-hmm. he's the guy that i look up to i respect i want to i want to be like him but just like jesus he looks right past that he man he looks past the outward into the heart boy it, it's and and i was thinking to myself after the fact i was thinking if there was anybody who thought while you hear and we often do this man i wish so and so was here mm-hmm. to to uh, hear this sermon if you were guilty of that then you're guilty of being Contempt In towards contempt somebody. Toward yep. other people That's right. because we're looking down on other people. That's what contempt is. It's looking down on other people, and to some to some extent, we're all guilty of that. I know I am, and uh, I don't know about you, Tom, but I, I you know, there are all of us. All. I have to. I struggle sometimes. So this was with a that. great
1: message just for us to really have what we call a heart check. Yeah. Like, where am I? Right. As far as my view of other people.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, this guy had the, he had the performance down, but and, his heart was wrong.
1: Yeah, he had the performance down and he wanted everybody to know that too.
0: Oh, yeah. Because in the story, in the parable, they're both... Same place. At the same place. They're they're at the temple, mm-hmm. okay? Same they're posture. Both standing up and they're both praying out loud. But the difference... The heart, the heart, yeah. What was coming out in those prayers, and and so Jesus so beautifully contrasts these two men. And you know, as people were listening to this, uh, they're they're hearing these two men, the Pharisee standing by himself praying like this: "God, I thank you that I'm not like other men. I thank you that I'm not." And we could just put in our own things you know, I thank you that I'm not on drugs. I thank you that I don't have an addiction to alcohol. I thank you that I don't have an addiction to pornography. I thank you that I'm not one of those who are out there stealing money from widows and orphans and those kinds of people. Thank you that I'm not an adulterer. Thank you that I'm, that, that I'm not enlist all of these things. And then this guy, here's the contempt. And I thank you that I'm not like this tax collector that's standing here praying. And can hear him. (laughs) Right. Praying out loud. And maybe there
1: is a a genuine thankfulness that you don't struggle with those things. Like, to me, the first part of his prayer, I can be like, okay, well, maybe this is a an honest prayer that he is so grateful because it would be easy to be an extortioner or unjust an adulterer or any of those things. But then he just goes off the rails when he <laughs> literally calls out the person standing next to yeah. him and says, and, but most
0: of all, <laughs> thank you. I am not like this guy. The comparison game yep. makes us feel better about ourselves. It does, and and Christians, we're all guilty of it. And, you know, I'm not standing here saying that this Pharisee doesn't do, wasn't doing what oftentimes I'm guilty of. Comparing well, he just myself. said out loud what many of us probably think. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he has this whole list of moral practices that he is not guilty of, and then he but he wasn't even done. Like he, oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. he just wanted to like. I'm not those things, but let me tell you what I am.
0: Yes, Lord, yeah. look at here. Look at my religious practices. I fast twice a week, and I give tithes of all that I get. And uh, th- those are two biggies, you know. Yeah. I mean, man, we, if done with the right heart, again,
1: yeah. But it's like you said on Sunday, and it was so great. It was almost as if when he was praying, he was praying in a way of saying, God. You are so lucky to have (laughs) someone like me on your team. I am on your team. I just wonder if prayers like that make God vomit in his (laughs) mouth, Because we've all heard prayers like that or somebody just beating their own chest and boasting
0: and you just... Bro, this is not the time for you to brag on yourself. Get out of my face. yeah so i look at him con- with contempt <laughs> yeah exactly
1: <laughs> oh man this we're is, so broken well, i'm
0: telling you we are broken people we're so broken um but i love the next part but the tax collector standing far off he was still standing yeah but he was standing afar off and you know as i was studying that he was probably afar off because he didn't feel worthy to be near the temple near the holy of holies it's so he was standing like, a far like off
1: woman at the well who came in the middle of the day
0: yeah she felt shame right he was far off he felt shame for who he was yeah and he said he would not even lift his eyes up to heaven Hmm. uh you know some commentators were saying that would be meaning to like make eye contact with god and so he would humble himself by not looking to heaven but he beat his breast basically saying my heart is so evil so god i need you to be merciful to me a sinner and that's the prayer that pleases god right
1: that's right that you and I, um, I think both of us. Unless it's it's warranted, where somebody does not even know how to even start a prayer because they've never prayed in their life. But when people come to us and and they're ready to take that step of faith and go from death to life and give their life to Christ, which is the greatest experience that we get to be a part of. Yeah, we just kind of look at them and say, "Okay, well, you know, you know what you need." Pray to God. That's it. And sometimes it is the most raw, like this tax collector, the most raw and powerful prayer that Mm. we'll ever hear. Yes. But they're not trying to sound uh, eloquent and religious. They're just a broken person like that tax collector. And I believe those moments, man, that just brings joy to God, just like this tax collector. Um, It's just a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. Humbleness, humility is... Is an attractive, mm-hmm. not false humility. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Christians are guilty of false humility, mm-hmm. um, but true humility is an attractive um, characteristic of a Christian that others look at. Self righteousness is not. Nope. It is. It's a turnoff. And when we when we get into that self righteous talk and when we get into those self righteous practices, um, it's it's almost like other people recognize it far quicker than we do in our own lives. Oh, a hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. But again, this goes back to kind of like the culture we
1: live in and how it just is, it flies right in the face of what scripture teaches us. Your point was, you know, justification begins with humility, which yeah. was, which is so true. But like any movie you watch, for instance, where the, the main person, the, the boss man yeah. in charge, they are so self-righteous. And Hollywood paints this picture about how attractive that is. Well, if you ever experienced that in real life, mm-hmm. man, it is not Hollywood. No. That is a huge turnoff.
0: Right. But humility is attractive. It is. So, it is. And we love genuine humility. You know, you like to hear the guy after the football game that's been the star of the, yeah. of the game humble himself. Say, man, I... I, I it was a team effort. You, you know? The quarterback or the running back said, man, I,
1: these stats I got, yeah. these records I broke wouldn't have been possible without those five yeah. guys in right. front of me. Like, you know, wow. back
0: in the day when when the Dallas Cowboys were were winning the Super Bowls. I was and, hoping you were going to catch that. And, and, and Emmitt Smith, you know, he would have this, he was this all-time leading rusher, yeah. but he knew why, you know? And so he would oftentimes, I remember stories where he would just have a brand new Rolex watch for all of his linemen. That's right. And uh, who was the, who was the back that would lead bust through the hole for him? Uh Joe, Jay Novichek. Jay, no, no. yeah, yeah,
1: the fullback. Ah. Uh, was it that's Jay not, no, That's not, no, he, he was a tight end.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, just went blank. Moose. Yes, Moose, Moose Johnson. Johnson. That's it. And so he would, you know, he would always praise those guys. And that's yep. what that's what humility is. It's you know, anything that we've done that would even be deemed righteous, the only way we got there. Was through Jesus Christ. That's right? That's right. That's exactly right. It's like if you see a turtle sitting on a fence post. It didn't get there by itself. Did not get there That's by right. himself. <laughs> well, and, and so
1: and I think that you you illustrated that well when it comes to contempt. So we get it completely backwards. When we have contempt for somebody, what we're doing is we're elevating ourselves to the highest position, but yeah. right? we're the turtle. We think we got there by ourselves. We put mm. people underneath us, and in so doing the other people that Christ died for on that cross, not just us, were basically putting Christ at the bottom, Yeah, where the Christian life, the life of humility, God would be at the top. Those that he died for would be above you, mm-hmm. and you would be at the bottom. Yeah, That is a picture of humility, and what the Christ li- uh, Christian life should look
0: like. Yeah, and so. Jesus summarized it that way. He said- for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled. Somehow you're going to be brought down. I'm going to be brought down, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. And I think ultimately we're going to be exalted to a place of salvation. We're going to be, a, be exalted to a place of of righteousness, true righteousness, yeah, so not w- self-righteousness.
1: So whether we're exalted on, on this side of heaven or not, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah.
0: So this week, we're going to continue. We're going to talk about success and what that looks like. We're going to be in chapter 18 of Luke, still uh, doing some deep studying this morning on it, and uh, it's going to be uh, you know a challenging message certainly uh, for us all uh, about the rich young ruler. So, so is Jesus's definition of success the same as the American dream? Are you saying, or of AI? Or AI, yeah. Not the same. Maybe not so much. Not the same. All right. Hopefully, you'll be here Sunday. Hey, thanks for listening, and uh, give us a like and share us with somebody so we can get more people listening. All right? See ya.